as we step now into that time of hearing from God's word about what he has to say to his people, uh, we reflect on the last couple of weeks we've heard about how people respond to Jesus. Today, we'll start with the response. We'll start with the question that the disciples ask at the end of the story, who then is this? Right? They're asking who Jesus is, and we'll focus on who Jesus is and what that means for us. So let's hear about this and the story for today that Jesus calms the storm in our video for this morning. Jesus spent all day teaching crowds of people near the Sea of Galilee. That evening, Jesus wanted to cross over to the other side of the sea. So Jesus and his disciples left the crowds. They got into a boat and began sailing. Some of the people from the crowds followed in their own boats. While Jesus and his disciples traveled, Jesus fell asleep on a cushion at the back of the boat. All of a sudden, a storm came. The wind was strong and the waves crashed into the boat. Water was rushing into the boat and the disciples were afraid. Many of the disciples were fishermen. They had survived storms on the sea before, but this storm was different. It was so strong. If the water kept coming in the boat, the boat would sink. Surely they would all drown. The disciples looked to Jesus for help, but Jesus was still fast asleep at the back of the boat. He didn't seem to even notice the storm. Did Jesus care that they were about to sink into the sea? The disciples woke up Jesus. Lord, save us, they said. We're going to die. Jesus opened his eyes and saw that his friends were afraid. He got up and spoke to the wind. Then Jesus said to the sea, silence, be still. At the sound of Jesus' voice, the wind stopped blowing and the waves stopped crashing. Everything was calm and the disciples were safe. Jesus looked at his disciples and asked, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? The disciples were amazed. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and the waves obey him. Jesus' disciples knew Jesus was a good man and a good teacher. When Jesus calmed the wind and the waves, he showed his disciples that he is also God. God rules the sea and stills its waves. When we hear the story of Jesus calming the storm, I think it's so natural for us to think of it as this kind of cute story of how Jesus comes and calms the storms of the disciples so that we can trust that Jesus will calm the storms in our lives which is true, but it's also kind of a little bit of a reduction of the story. It doesn't take into account the fact that the disciples are actually more afraid after Jesus calms the storm than they are when they think they're going to die. It doesn't take into account the fact that Jesus doesn't just rebuke the wind and the waves, but he rebukes his disciples for their lack of faith too. And as we reflect on this story, this story isn't as much about how Jesus responds as it is about who Jesus is, that he's the Lord of the storm. 
But before we get to that, we have to reflect a little bit about what is actually going on in this story. You know, the video pointed out that many of these disciples of Jesus were actually fishermen. That was their former career. And they were on the Sea of Galilee, which is where they, they grew up fishing on the Sea of Galilee. The Sea of Galilee is like probably three times the size of Lake Jessup. It's not that big of a sea. And if you're in the middle of it, you can see the shore not so far away. They have survived storms before, but this storm was different. This storm was intense. This storm made the disciples who were fishermen, who were confident in their own abilities, who had, who had control over a boat in the sea, this storm made them doubt the control that they had over the situation. And, and when they came to doubt their own control over the situation, when the waves started getting into the boat, what do they do? But they go wake up Jesus. They go wake him up. They say, Master, we are perishing. They say, save us. But with the way that Jesus responds, it sure doesn't look like they really have faith that Jesus is going to stand up and calm the storm. It looks more like they're saying, Jesus, grab a bucket and help us out, man. <laughs> Don't... Don't take a nap when we're all going to sink into the sea and die. Grab a bucket and then we can focus on rowing and get us back to the shore. Maybe if Jesus helps out, then we can get control over our lives again. And as ridiculous as it seems to ask the very Lord of the storm to grab a bucket, I think a lot of times that's what we do in our lives. When we face the storm... We want Jesus just to help out so that we can get control back. These are the big storms. This isn't like the, I dropped my cell phone and we are perishing Jesus kind of storms. This is like the, my home has been destroyed at the force of a hurricane kind of storms. And, and I have been uprooted and bouncing back from home to home until I can finally get my own home repaired and get back there. This is the sickness that shakes my entire life kind of storm. This is the, this is the somebody that I love and cherish and have leaned on for much of my life is all of a sudden absent kind of storm. These kind of storms, they shake us. They help us to realize that we're actually not in control of our lives. And sometimes, sometimes we're guilty like the disciples in the midst of the storm of asking Jesus to grab a bucket. We, we comfort ourselves with, with the notion that the Lord doesn't give anybody anything that they can't handle. We, we, which isn't actually a scripture verse. It comes from the scripture verse that Jesus says, or Peter says, the Lord doesn't tempt anyone beyond what they can resist. But what we see over and over in the scriptures is that the Lord, in fact, does give people more than they can handle time and time again. And when the Lord gives people more than they can handle, they are in the middle of the storm. And if we ask for Jesus to grab a bucket and help us out, we still have this notion in our minds that we might be able to get control over that storm. But the truth is that Jesus is the Lord of the storm. 
And that's what he shows us in our Bible passage for today. Jesus stands up in the middle of the storm and he tells the storm to be quiet. And the disciples are safe, but they're also terrified because what they were afraid of is not having control over their lives because this storm was here. And now they realize that Jesus is actually way more powerful than the storm. The disciples don't have control. Jesus has control. Because Jesus is the Lord of the storm. And it shows them that even when Jesus was napping, it wasn't like he didn't know what was going on. But Jesus was actually in control of the storm even when he was sleeping. The storm came to accomplish what Jesus wanted it to. And when Jesus calmed the storm, he revealed to them that he's the Lord of the storm. He is God himself. He is the king of all of creation. Even though the disciples, if they had their way, there would have been no storm. Right? If we had our way, the storms of our lives, we'd just keep them out. We'd have a nice, easy sail across the Sea of Galilee. But because of the storm, well, for one, we have something to talk about this morning. And for two... It showed the disciples who Jesus was and drew them deeper into relationship with him. You see, Jesus doesn't use the storm against his people. Jesus used the storm for his people to show them who he is. And this God, this Lord of the storm, isn't just pulling strings to see what's going to happen, but he is in control of the universe for his people. Another storm that the disciples would have kept out of their lives if they could have was the storm of the cross. In the same way that they come up to Jesus and say, grab a bucket, when they're in the garden and Jesus is being arrested, his disciples are the ones who grab their swords. They would have had Jesus continue to live with them on earth. They would have prevented Jesus from going to the cross But through the disaster of the cross, through the disaster of humanity killing God, that is the storm that Jesus uses to forgive our sins. Through that storm, Jesus rises from the dead. Through that storm, he conquers death. You see, God is working through the storm. And he's not working against his people. He's working for his people. And I don't know what the, what the storm is in your life in this season, in this week. Maybe it's just the storm of having five sleepless nights in a week because we're trying to get the kids back to sleep, right? Or maybe it's a storm that's a little bit deeper. But whatever the storm is, we recognize through this story that Jesus is the Lord of the storm. That he's not working against us, but he's working for us. And every time we doubt that, we can look to the cross and see how this Jesus works through the worst situations to bring about good for his people. And we can trust in him. That we don't tell Jesus to grab a bucket so we can get it under control. But when we come to Jesus and say, save us, we are perishing, we give him all control. Because we recognize that this Lord of the storm actually loves us so much he'd give up his life to be with us. 
This Lord of the storm is using the storm for us, not against us. Amen.